Hey, podcast family, I'm recording this on July the 23rd, and this is my opportunity weekend. Ah, now you may ask yourself, but what is an opportunity weekend? Well, I'm going to tell you. Listen, years ago, it has to be about 10 years ago, where one of my mentors said, listen, you're thinking about your work all wrong. See, I'd been complaining that I had to be on call. And this mentor said, see, if you call your work work, you're always going to be frustrated and miserable. But if you look at your work as an opportunity, then you'll never be the same. You see, our ability to take call and to help those who are sick is an opportunity not just for personal development, but it's also an opportunity for professional growth. And most importantly, it's our opportunity to comfort and care for someone who is afraid, sick, or in the worst case, dying. Well, something happened on my opportunity shift just last night, and I'm going to cover that in this podcast. And this was brought to my attention by our great labor and delivery nurse, Abby, who was with us during an uncomplicated, otherwise routine vaginal birth early this morning. So Abby, I listened to you. You had a great point, and that actually was the impetus for this podcast. So here's the situation. As the patient was about to deliver, I mean, she was about plus four to plus five. Obviously, the baby had a lot of pressure on on the head, and so there was a natural deceleration. Well, our resident, doing what they've seen for years, uh, began to scratch the baby's scalp in a way to bring that fetal heart rate decel back up. Well, is that correct? Well, Abby came up to me after the delivery and said, you know, great delivery, everything went well, but I'm concerned about fetal scalp stimulation during a deceleration. Can you please address that with the resident? And I said, absolutely. But why is that an issue? Is fetal scalp stim during a deceleration ill-advised? Well, I'm going to cover that in this podcast. So Abby, thank you for your recommendation on the topic. I am going to address that because there's more to fetal scalp stim than meets the eye. And it is one of the most misused and misunderstood practices in labor and delivery. Here we go. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practice because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Well, right off the bat, let me just say I am not against fetal scalp stimulation when it's appropriately done. FSS is a great tool to assess fetal reserve, but it's kind of misunderstood and misapplied. Now, remember that fetal scalp stimulation is nothing new. It was first described in 1936 by Sontag, and it rests on the assumption that a reassuring fetus or a fetus with mild acidemia will respond to certain stimuli with an increase in its heart rate. Four methods for fetal stimulation have been described in the literature. Vibroacoustic stimulation, Alice clamp application, digital stimulation with a finger, or puncture of the scalp for fetal blood sampling or for a fetal scalp electrode. A version of FSS can also be done during non-stress testing. So this isn't just an intrapartum issue. If the non-stress test is failing to meet its A cells of 15 beats per minute by 15 seconds over 32 gestational weeks, then one of the things that you can do is a mild type of fetal scalp stim transabdominally. In other words, that's called a head rock, grabbing the baby's head and gently rocking it from uh, side to side or moving the baby gently. I mean, let's not cause an abruption here, guys, but it's just a little bit of agitation can help wake the baby up from a physiological sleep cycle and produce an acceleration. 
Once again, fetal scalp stimulation or this abdominal rocking or baby rocking is a sign of reassurance if the baseline is otherwise flat and is lacking A cells and it gives a reassuring idea that at least there's no significant metabolic acidosis. According to SMFM, fetal scalp stimulation can be used to induce accelerations in the background of an otherwise flat or indeterminate fetal heart rate baseline. When there is an acceleration, then there's less than 10% chance of severe metabolic acidosis. However, there's about a 50% chance of acidosis in the fetus who fails to respond to stimulation in the presence of a non-reassuring pattern. In other words, even though its presence of an A-cell that's elicited is reassuring with just under 10% having a background of acidosis, if there's no accelerations as a response, then it's just 50-50. In other words, it's better to rule out metabolic acidosis than ruling it in. While fetal scalp stim is commonly performed in labor and delivery as a way to assess fetal status, there's more and more data saying it's just not really all that helpful. And it's giving the physician or the provider more reassurance that may or may not be actually there. According to a retrospective cohort study in BMC Pregnancy and Childbirth in 2020, the title of which was Effectiveness of Fetal Scalp Stimulation Test in Assessing Fetal Well-Being During Labor, again, a retrospective cohort study, the authors found that the effectiveness of scalp stimulation testing was actually poor for both ruling in and ruling out hypoxia during labor absence of that provoked acceleration seems to be, quote, a normal phenomenon in the second stage of labor, end quote, and not associated with pathological outcomes. That's according to the authors, and the chief author on that was Farinzak Shakuri. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. Look, as I've said before, you throw in my Texan accent in the middle of my Hispanic background and I butcher all types of words. So I'm so sorry if I got that lead author's name wrong. So how does this relate to what we're talking about here? All right, so let's put this back into perspective. Fetal scalp stim should not be done during an active deceleration. And I'm going to explain why in a minute. But the whole concept of fetal scalp stimulation when it first came out was to apply that in cases when the external fetal heart rate tracing was worrisome. And by that, it meant you have an established baseline, but variability was lacking. Or in the presence of decelerations, once they have resolved in the middle of periods of decels, but not actively during the decel itself, to check for fetal reserve. Okay? So, in other words, once the deceleration is over and the baby has recovered, it was a way to check if the baby still had response neurologically, which requires oxygen, to, to, to prove that there was no hypoxia. Okay, so the whole concept was never to be used as an intrauterine resuscitative tool for D cells, but fetal scalp stem was to be used as a test for fetal reserve. Oh, that's a good clinical pro right there. So fetal scalp stimulation, remember, is a test of fetal reserve, but not a tool for intrauterine resuscitation. Now, remember, guys, I'm not trying to rock the boat here. I mean, this is nothing new. This was actually brought up in the 2004 
A1 conference. Remember that A1 is the Association of Women's Health Obstetrics and Neonatal Nurses. And even back in 2004, there was this debate about fetal scalp stem during active decelerations. And the mood even back in 2004 and repeated since then is don't do it. And I'll tell you why coming up. This is kind of weird because for some reason, this concept of don't do fetal scalp stim during an active D-cell is much more prevalent in the nursing literature than it is even in ACOGS. Fetal scalp stim is referenced in the fetal heart rate monitoring bulletin from the college. But again, that's more in ruling in or out hypoxia, which we've already said is kind of controversial in and of itself. But it's never applied. It's never intended to be used during the D-cell. And ACOG has never called for fetal scalp stim during an active deceleration, only once the baseline has been reestablished to check for fetal reserve. One of the books that addresses this is Essentials of Fetal Monitoring by Michelle Murray, and again, more of the nursing literature than the physician literature, and I'm not sure why it hasn't made its way over because the data is pretty good. In OBGYN, we have several what are called, quote, quick read OBGYN articles. And those, those are fine. I've got several articles in those myself. But out of OBGYN management, even back in 2006, there was an article that talked about prolonged decelerations. And this is where this whole issue of scalp stimulation actually was addressed. Now, it's one of the few places in the OBGYN literature where this lies, but it's almost an exact excerpt out of the essentials of fetal monitoring that we just referenced. In that 2006 OBGYN article, it states, when is scalp stimulation helpful? Now, remember, this is in the context of fetal prolonged D-cell. Well, here's what it says. Quote, stimulation of the fetal scalp is an effective technique for assessing fetal status during periods of non-reassuring fetal heart rate patterns. However, uh, whenever there's a however, you know something else is coming up. However, this technique is intended to be performed during periods of fetal heart rate baseline and is sometimes misapplied during prolonged decelerations. Scalp stimulation during a prolonged deceleration would not likely provide valid information or change clinical management and could, in theory, exacerbate fetal compromise if additional parasympathetic tone were elicited, end quote. Well, there it is. So once again, during a baseline, it can be an act of reassurance if fetal scalp acceleration is found with scalp stim. However, there's a paradoxical effect during an active D-cell. That's right. If the baby's down and you do a fetal scalp stim, that extra stress actually causes more of a vagal effect and can keep the baby down. So what's the take-home message? Fetal scalp stem has a place and a role, knowing, of course, that nothing is perfect. But it should be used as a test of fetal reserve, not as a way to resuscitate a fetal heart rate deceleration. Well, Abby, thank you so much for bringing up a very, very valid point. If the baby is crowning and there's a normal vagal response right at the introitus, leave the baby alone. It's going to recover. And if you're that worried about the fetal heart rate decel, then do something. Then intervene either with a outlet vacuum or outlet forcep. But fetal scalp stimulation is not going to help bring that fetal heart rate back up. So once again, appropriate use of fetal scalp stimulation is what's being called here. Not a complete abandonment of the procedure, just a way to do it correctly. 
Abby, thanks for having the confidence and the trust and just the friendship to come up and go, hey, I think we need to address this issue. That's how medicine should be. Well, everyone, I got to get back to work. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Thank you all for being part of our podcast family. And I'll see you back on another episode of Clinical Pearls. Thank you.